Okay, this is episode two, man. I'm John Abdulla. And I'm Patrick Green. Yeah, already. Episode two of Winging It. Already. Dos. We've made it. Episode dos. I mean, I feel like we've already passed this huge hurdle by uh, even doing another episode. And we went platinum. How many podcasts do you think die after one episode? I'd say at least one. <laughs> at least one podcast. At least one podcast. One yeah. It's so probably like 50%. I think This American Life didn't make it after one episode, you know. So we're already better. They shelved it immediately. <laughs> they <Yeah>. did. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy we're doing it. Even if we only end at this second episode, I'll, Who knows? Feel, I'll feel good. We could die at the end of this yeah. episode. But I mean, I think I think we're going to do it. I think so. I got to tell you, I've got some great feedback, and I, I even want to give a shout out to a few early listeners. Ooh! Uh, so Chris Martin is one of them. Um not Cold from Play. Coldplay. <laughs> not to be confused with Coldplay, Chris Martin. Though if he's listening, Although, yeah, yeah. What up, big man? shout out and thank you for listening. Thanks for brought to you by Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> New album next week. Um, not actually, I have no idea. So uh, Chris Martin, a friend of mine, and uh, I also want to thank uh, Dennis and Sarah Long, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Uh, and you know, it's good to have some early listeners getting in on this at the ground level. We're thankful for you. Even yeah. if you're the only ones who ever listen. Oh, yeah. And thanks to my cousin Joey and, yeah. and Miles, who might not have listened to this, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There are Micah, other people I sent it to, and I yeah. never got a feedback. You know. Yeah, and they've okay. now been killed. They're, they're dead. <laughs> There's a lot of death on this episode. They'll discover so it on their own, and then they'll be like, oh, man, I should have listened to that early could've on. Been I could have been one level. of the, Yeah, exactly. No one's ever going to Could have been the original. Yeah. Um, how you been, man? I've been good. Yeah? Yeah, been hanging weeks. in there. It's there's, there's a lot of snow. There's three nor'easters in 11 days. Since the last time we recorded, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's insane. And a lot of poop. <laughs> a lot of poop. It's snowing yeah. poop. It's snowing water. I had quite a poop yesterday. You did? Congratulations. I mean, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably... Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about my poop. Forget the kids. Well, what would uh, happen? So, so... We so we have two kids. Oh, I have two kids, right? You, well, you have two kids. We as well, do as so well. That, yeah. that was yeah. We don't accurate. have them together. No, but, no. <laughs> but we each have two right. kids. Right. Uh, so my daughter's two and a half, Grace, and my son Luke is uh, now four and a half months. And no, so four and a half months. Yeah, isn't serious? that what I just said? Oh yeah, okay. No, are you serious? Is oh, I'm four and I'm half serious. Four and a half months already. I oh, can hardly believe God. it. God. Going if you'd said five. a week, if you'd said a week, I would have been like, "That's about right." He's a week old. <laughs> Congratulations on already being back. Yeah, the passage of time is probably a good topic for the future. Huh? <laughs> That's like all I think about. So anyway, go on. We put Luke. He's got like this little. Uh, of course, it's pink. It's like Grace's old tub. Which, by the way, I don't care. Gender neutral. All that tub. You know, it's a tub. Yes, yeah. thank you. Fill in the blank there. Uh, so, so we have a tub. And we usually put Luke in that on, like, a counter or whatever that's easy. And uh, we tried putting it instead inside of our... We have a jacuzzi tub that we Mm -hmm. give Grace baths in, which is not very convenient, but whatever. It's very luxurious. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of water use for for Grace. Um, And so she was taking a bath tub, and we're like, all right, well, let's let's try putting Luke in there with her, but inside of this... At the same time. ...pink tub, yes. So in the inner tub. Exactly. In the jacuzzi. You can picture it now. Yeah. So we it's did basically that. A boat. Exactly. It's, it's a boat. boat. Yeah. Right. It doesn't float. Right. But it could. We just don't fill the water high enough yeah. so that it'll sink with him. You know, that would be bad. Right. Anyway, so we did this a few months ago, and within a matter of minutes, you know, things were going fine. He was having a good time, and I see some poop start floating up oh in his god. pink tub. Oh my god! It, it was separated from the big tub, so I was like, "All right, I think we're okay." But barely. I got him out in time. Okay. Um, clear, cleared him off, put him back in the tub. 
he immediately poops again <laughs> after I go through that whole exercise. So that was our first try at getting him in the tub, and, you know, it was it was a bit messy. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. Um, yeah. So then uh, last night, we, did, we tried it again. We hadn't for a couple, a month or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, things are going fine. He hasn't pooped. And all of a sudden, like, it smells. And I'm like, oh, one of them must have just farted because I don't right. see any poop. I'm looking. Right. I mean, because now I know. You're searching for the poop. I'm searching. Yeah. And uh, so keep going. And suddenly my wife comes in and she's like, uh, <laughs> there's massive, this, this point, there's massive turds floating <laughs> around my daughter. Oh, no. Because she decided to just let it go. Oh, my God. She's like, well, he got to do so it. So her, lo- I mean, she's got a full load at this point. Yeah. You know, she's yeah, like two a and a half. big poop. Yeah. It's a big poop. It's a heavy poop. And it's just floating around. Oh, my God. She's happy as a clam. And oh. Luke, of course, he's still isolated in his pink tub, so I'm yeah. trying to keep that, like, separated he's just, out. Just floating in his tub. So, <laughs> <laughs> cleaning out wet poop. It's a nightmare. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. So that had never happened to us at all. With yeah. both kids. Yeah. Jude, who's four and a half, and Henry, who's over one now, mm-hmm. never had any issues with this. And then two nights ago, <laughs> Micah, my wife, is giving Henry a bath upstairs, and uh-huh. Jude and I, because we kind of like, you know, because Henry gets way too hyper around me, so she usually kind of does his pre-bedtime stuff, and I do Jude's, you know. I love that he just, so, immediately as he sees you, he just like gets hyped He just up, like bites me, and like then crack. shits his pants, and then hits me, <laughs> and then starts running. He's just insane, you know. Yeah, I have that effect on people. Oh, I you know, they just start biting and shit and go get hard to contain myself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of chomping. Um, and so, 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 I'm watching a Godzilla movie with Jude because that's what we do, of course, essentially constantly. A nightly routine. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's literally like what we do to go to bed as we watch Godzilla movies. Yeah, and Mike is upstairs, and I just hear screaming, and she's like, "Patrick!" And I'm like, "What happened?" I think you know, I thought he you know broke his neck or something, and she's like, "There's shit in the tub." <laughs> And I was like, what? And I run it's upstairs. It's definitely a two-person job. There's poop floating in it. Exactly. It yeah. had, had never happened to yeah. us. And I was immediately aware of the gravity of the situation because you ha- depending on what the kid ate, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very different experience. Right? Oh, absolutely. If it's semi-solid, then it's like, it's like okay, it's kind of – it's like those like – you know those little toys when you're a kid with like the oil and the water and you turn it over and the kind of bubbles go up? I have no idea what you the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I had a very weird childhood. Oh, you mean it – You know so what like I mean? It's, it's like a tiny – It's like, like a, the – It's like an hourglass kind of a thing. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Bu- You know what I mean? It's like if, if the poop is like relatively self-contained, it's like that. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like, like Caddyshack's poop. It's like a, a, a floater. Exactly. Right. If not, though. Oh, yeah, that was a floater, actually, a floater, wasn't yeah, it? Okay. Right. Which is the best case scenario. ended up being a Snickers bar, and that was, yeah. Right, anyway, but, but, but yeah. best case scenario is you get the Caddyshack poop. Right. I mean, which is actually a candy bar, which is a really good scenario. It is, totally. But this was, unfortunately. you can after, too, so it's all good. It's, it's perfect. This was, unfortunately, semi-liquefied, so it was a, oh, yeah. a very different. Same. And even if it's only oh, my God. a tiny bit liquefied, it quickly will become liquid yeah. in that tub environment. Right, because it's uh, in the presence of so much water. It's water. Water seeks out water, you know? Wow. Hey, speaking That's of which. profound. So my so we got we had massages in the office. Did you get one? No. In oh, the in the right. office? Yeah. You've never done that before? No. Okay, so for I those mean, listening who I'm not judging. Office, I just I find it would be weird for me to oh, it's weird. go into an office a conference room in our office and get a massage. It's super I just, weird. It's I can't super do weird. it. And it's also beautiful. Yeah. So well, for years I would like I really wanted to get this massage done. It also it always lands on my birthday. Like I said, a birthday. It was. It's oh, always happy like, birthday. Right, thank you. I think I knew that. It's always like right before I said my birthday on happens. Facebook, yeah. So like, so I was. Uh, so I saw the sign up sheet, and I always had this like you know because I sit over with you know HR. Mm, and I was like, so hey, you get first dibs on that you know, sign up sheet. I know huh? there's a sign up sheet that's going to go out today. Like just like you know, 
if that's what's coming off the printer, just tell me so I can like run over, and, you know, because because it fills up essentially instantaneously. Oh, immediately in this office, yeah. And uh, and so sure enough, like you know, our benefit specialist was like, oh, it's the sign up, and I jumped, I leapt over to my desk and signed up for a slot. So I got a I got a massage, um, and um, there's this guy. Is this going to turn into a guy. poop story? <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, it's getting there. <laughs> so it was a man this time, which yeah. was a first because we always have women do it. Yeah. And it was a guy who was like 75, and his name was David the Painkiller. That was his business card. And he <laughs> Wait had, a minute. Really? Yeah, it was David the Painkiller. He talked like this. He was, he was this like old man with a fucking cowboy hat thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. He the wore the cowboy hat while he was. Like this. Yeah, yeah. And he was like very tough, and, and he was like, he was like, sit down, you know? And I was like, all right. And he's giving me a massage, which was wonderful. Great massage. And he sees my tattoo, which says, this is water on it, which we'll talk about on another episode. Yeah. And he goes, should. you know, my mom, uh, she was a dowser. And I was like, a what? She's like, he's like, she's a professional dowser. And I was like, there's no way your mom. I actually said this. I was like, I don't believe you. I don't think she was actually. A d- so like somebody who is paid to seek out water with tree branches. And, and he was like, Wait a minute, like, that's a job? Yes. And, and he was like, she discovered the gift very young in life. I'm like, first <laughs> off, this, I'm getting massaged by a dude in a cowboy hat in the office right now. And I'm finding out about dousing techniques. And he was like, she liked to use willow because it sought the water out. And I was like, oh, my God. And he, so he, am, he thought my tattoo was about dousing. My head's going to explode on so many levels right now. Yeah, it was now. crazy. It was a wonderful I didn't massage. even know dousing is a thing. I thought it was a joke. And it's it's apparently a real thing. Of course, do research after this. And it's like a real. So people, people get paid to walk around and mm-hmm, look for water. And find sources of water. And depending on the type. I was like, well, how does it work, you know, scientifically? And he was like, well, I'll tell you. And he's, as he's doing this, remember, he's pounding my back as he's doing it. <laughs> you, you have to keep in mind the, <laughs> the ambient in this moment it's two in the afternoon in a conference room and I'm getting my back slapped by a dude named David the painkiller and he's talking about dousing me and he says um, you know just like you know when when like when your pipes burst because like a tree grows the roots go into the pipes and they explode and I was like yeah actually I know that happens he's like it's the same concept <laughs> and he stops rubbing me for a second and he's like listen she would take the willow tree the bark of the willow tree and she'd go inside the desert I'm from Nevada and she'd walk around and the willow would vibrate and she would go, my God, David, there's water. There's water, David. And then a well would and erupt with water. <laughs> magically, yeah. It was, I was like crying. I was like, this is beautiful. And he's like, water seeks water. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I was I, like. I, I'm having a hard time even wrapping my head around yeah. this. It was amazing. It was the best massage I've ever had. <laughs> It was a massage of the spirit as well as the shoulder. Anyway, David the Painkiller, you're terrific if you're listening to this. David the Painkiller, David please the pain send killer. this to him. Yeah, he's freaking great. Anyway, wow, where do we even go from there? Yeah. All right, I gotta move past yeah. dousing. So, There's one here's... David. <laughs> I've got two kids now, right? I said that already. Uh, for those who were listening closely. And number two, I do feel like there's a shift, of course, for many reasons in how you're you're sort of approaching parenting. Uh, we'll call it the craft of parenting. The, right? cra- the art. The <laughs> art Very dad-like. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think I, I find fascinating this, this idea of control. And it may be not quite the right word, but I think we go into first-time parenting with, like, an approach in mind and the idea that you you can sort of read up and expose yourself to different parenting styles. There's techniques there. You know, we have this lovely incredible resource of the internet whether it's communities we follow or books or you know resources we're reading 
And so the idea is you can sort of somewhat control the situation. You can help your child grow in at each development stage or whatever. And by doing the right things, you sort of, if nothing more, just sort of create that path and maybe lubricate the path a little bit so that they glide through it. Like um, a shit in the bathtub. <laughs> like shit Basically. in the bathtub. <laughs> and, water, David. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. No. Doing <laughs> please, please. It's vibrating. Uh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, that right. voice too. No, Where do you think are, he was from? There, I, I, I don't think he sounded like. It's just in my memory. Yeah. he sounds like that. You know? He actually didn't. He was very burly. He was he even wearing a man. cowboy hat. He was naked. Actually, it was, it was very weird. No, you're right. You know, we go into parenting thinking that we can figure out how to do it just like we would learn how to build a house or learn yeah, how to, exactly. you know, do a science experiment. Um, and we go into it think, treating it kind of like there's this, like, finite condition of where, like, there's these, like, certain variables that will arise. Mm-hmm. And they will present these binary yes or no options, right? Yeah, totally. So like if A happens, then you should do B. And if B doesn't work, then C is usually a good, you know. And so we spent all this time, you know, petitioning people for advice. I remember you and I talked a lot about petitioning, it. Petitioning, yeah. Before, yeah. I didn't think it was quite that much of a process. Did, <laughs> exactly. I had to wrestle it out of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but specifically, you know, we really do seek seek out advice and guidance yeah. on this stuff. And we go into it thinking that it's going to be, you know, we, const- we go to classes, we go to birthing classes, you know, and we, and we think we have this thing all figured out. Mm-hmm. And then you emerge into that environment and... It's almost like from the very beginning, because you're just so physically tired, <laughs> you don't have a chance to start applying those things. That's so true. So true. And then before you know it, you've already kind of like like the actual lived lived experience of having kids has yeah. already outstripped the right. reading that you've done. You suddenly realize, oh, I've already I've just kept this kid alive for four and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and then you're like, I, I guess maybe I know what I'm... What and I'm hopefully, doing. you know, all that stuff you read or whatever is lodged in your brain and you're utilizing it in some ways. Even do you subtly. find like you do? I mean... Because you did a lot think, of reading. You did a lot... You, you read, well, you read I about, pretended uh, to. What yeah. was it? Like gold? Oh, man. There was... You, you told me I remember we had this conversation a while back. Yeah. yeah. There was a book you'd read about setting goal, goals or something. It was... Huh. That doesn't ring any how bells. To, how to punish. I don't have any goals whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it was someone had given me some advice and shared these little books that... Uh, I never read them, of course. No. Right, I, I read... Right. You know, I, she interpreted for me, but uh, I never read them. Right. You're and illiterate, which is the... Yeah, right. that... That makes it difficult. Yeah. So this was about basically uh, not punishment as much as just um, discipline, we'll say. Yeah, it's discipline, right. Yeah, and, and using more sort of positive discipline methods, right, you right, know, right, and right. also like uh, – oh, I'm trying to remember back to that style. It was very much about letting your child become who they are, and so you have to give some guidelines, but it's like helping them, um, you know, discover who they are, and it was a little bit more child-centric than – now, you know, a few years later thinking about it than I personally would adhere to. Yeah. In other words, I feel like our role as a parent is actually to give a, a good deal of guidance um, and to help, you know, nurture that child and let them discover who they are. But I feel like what I've found is that they actually need quite a bit of um, guidance and scheduling and, you know, things to just sort of like keep them on a path that keeps their brain uh, satisfied, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the issue of control for me, I think I, the reason I thought about this more is um, where I, what the times where I really look something up is when I'm running into an obstacle. I have a challenge, right? We all have this as parents. So one was our, our daughter <clears throat> had you know gone over the two-year mark, was still using a pacifier to sleep. We weren't too concerned, 
But we started to feel like, you know, maybe your teeth weren't settling in right. right you know, right, that's a right. thing. Had she, you talked to the doctor about it? Uh, we did. And they weren't really worried, you know, because, I mean, they see this all the time, of course. Yeah, probably, I mean, our, our, our eldest was in a similar boat to it, too. Yeah, he was still yeah. using the pacifier. And we put all this thought into, after asking other people what they did and reading about it, into how we were going to wean her off of the pacifier. And, of course, dreading it, right? Because we have a, we have a system. She goes to sleep, mm-hmm. you know. And anything that messes with the sleep... Um, schedule or the sleep uh, ritual yeah. <laughs> is scary. Right. Like sleep is precious. I know, especially after you have more than one. I feel like it's all the more delicate. Oh, yeah, right? Like what like we're going through it again. I feel like we're always going through sleep issues. Oh, but like last yeah. night, for like again, we have to like separate the kids because yep. now Henry is for some reason not sleeping again and screaming all night. And it might be teething related, and we don't know. But we both got like no sleep last night. I had a six a.m. call today, and that was a great. That day. explains why you look the way you do. Right? <laughs> <I> know, <sorry>. <laughs> Haggard, <laughs> drooling, and eating clementines. Um, so. So, yeah, we put all this thought into it. You know, we were going to get her uh, new sheets, and I think we were going to maybe try to like, get her stuffed animal or something as a reward. Like, oh, mm. look, you know, it's a big deal. Um, and try to really make it exciting, right? Yeah, that she's right. growing up, at, you know, into a big girl and, and uh, pacify her babies. Adult. But, like, two weeks before we were going to sort of activate this plan, <laughs> yeah. we uh, I, it just, it somehow came up in conversation um, between my daughter and my wife about the pacifier like I think my daughter mentioned something about it and and my wife saw the moment and was like you know oh why don't we just leave your pacifier you know why don't you give it to daddy tonight and try to sleep yourself um and she was totally fine with it uh-huh. she was like oh yeah sure and then, and then and then from that moment the pacifier was going down to the basement you know just to make it clear that it was going somewhere that wasn't accessible and she was fine yeah. <laughs> it was like it was this moment where we had put so much thought into it we were oh dreading this moment you know, and, and of course, she was just ready. And, like, yep. it would have happened at some point anyway. Um, and it just struck me as an example of, like, when we really, we tend to overthink the level of control we have. You know, because we could have gone through that exercise of giving her the reward and doing all this other stuff. But if she wasn't ready, it still would have been an uphill battle, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been really hard. But she just had, you know, she was ready before we were even had started. And... She now it's like hard to imagine her with the pacifier. It's been I like know. you know it's already been a few months now. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like this. I guess this moment, this humbling moment, where you're like, you know what? I don't have as much control as I really think I do over parenting. And certainly with kid number two, you don't even have the energy to to put into <laughs> you know that level of control. And so it's, it's just so much more. It creates so much more tension yourself to set up you know, this pressure that you have to do all the right things when the reality is, you know, we are really, again, we're winging it um, and we're doing the best we can. But at the end of the day, we're also following the lead of the child to some extent. To, to, a, right? larger, to a larger extent than I think I would have even assumed going into this. Precisely. I feel like uh, almost all of the parenting that we do that works is largely child driven. You know, yeah. it's like we, we're reacting to things that they are evincing. And then we are using what whatever we think you know is the right thing to do in the situation, to um, in like a kind of reactive way to help guide them to doing the right thing. But that being said, I mean, it's like impossible to uh, get an idea of what that's going to be until you're confronted with the situation. It's so true. Because even the pacifier thing for Jude, yeah, that was a huge issue with him. And for years, you know, we were like, oh my god, it's going to be so hard to wean him off of it because he was very dependent. And how old was he at that point? He was well, well, well over two. He was mm-hmm. like you know maybe maybe two and a half at this point. 
And, uh, and it was still an issue. And we talked to the pediatrician and the pediatrician was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's already showing some evidence of like tooth issues, like his teeth are shifting a little bit. Um, you know, it was very clear that he was using it as like a crutch for anxiety and things like that. And yeah. we were like, oh my God, like let alone going to sleep at night, you know, which was, right. has always been an issue with him. So, um, <clears throat> so we did the same thing. You know, we did a lot of reading about it and we read about this reward thing. And we set up this very special night where we were like, you know, we're going to take him out to get Indian food because he loves Indian food. And he's going to know what this is about. It's a ceremonial thing. We're going to go to Chinese Merch, which is like one of his favorite restaurants. It's like an Indian-Chinese cuisine fusion. Okay, thing. I was like, uh, interesting, Chinese. <laughs> yeah, Indian it's, it's Indian great, great Italian place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to go there and we're going to like get his favorite food. And then it's next to a Toys R Us. And so it's going to be like we're going to go to Toys uh, R Us and yeah. he'll get the hot memories thing there. that he wants. Go to <laughs> yeah. a while last, right? I know. I know. They're shutting down. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go to Toys R Us, and then we are going. The last thing we're going to do is we are going to throw the binky into a dumpster, and, and he's going to do it himself. You know, I love this be, is all like a ritual. You know, the formal thing. Like it's going to be to dinner, so intense. And then all of a sudden, you're just throwing the binky into a dumster. Well, so we preferably get, we get you find like restaurant. a flaming dumpster somewhere. Yeah, we light it on fire. Yeah, push it in the ocean like a Viking funeral. <laughs> so we go to Chinese merch, and we get this whole. You know, we got a cake and everything. It's like very intense. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, Jude, just so you know, when we leave this restaurant, this is the last time. And he's like, Dad, I, I get it. And I was like, this is it. Like, you need to know that. Like, we're, we're not going to. And he's like, well, I understand, you know. So we're like leaving the restaurant. And I was like, do you want to like use your binky one last time? And he's like, just throw it out. And I was like, really? And he's like, yes. That's so amazing. I just like threw it in the dumpster. And he was like, can we get the Hot Wheels thing now? So we go there, and it, I think it was closed. It wasn't even, like, open because yeah. we had been in the restaurant for so long, you know, with the ceremonial goodbye thing. That um, he had already moved on. And from. he was like, it's okay. Like, so we got it from, like, after the fact, and he was, like, completely ready for it, you know? He was but, like, Dad, I was only using the binky because I thought you wanted me to. Yeah, wanted- yeah, he's <laughs> like, I didn't even like binkies, <laughs> idiot. You should have just asked me. Yeah, right. Well, that's what it felt like. And, yeah. I, and I feel like a lot of the time, you know uh, – we don't know what our kids need until they kind of express it to us. But I mean, I don't even, that's the thing with parenting advice. always, yeah. It's so hard to give meaningful advice to people because every kid is so different. That's the thing. And, and the more you try to, to repress behaviors in kids or the more you try to enforce mm-hmm. a value set or mm-hmm. like a rule set or you try to make it very top down, the more they're going to continually want to rebel against it. And, and that's part I of why. I think that's right. That's part of why, like, I, I mean, we don't have to get into this, but I, I feel like like spanking kids is like a, an awful thing. Yeah, um, I agree. And I feel like spanking kids mentally as well is a bad mm-hmm. thing too, like mm-hmm. just being punitive, you know? Right. Like being corrective in your parenting so mm-hmm. that like if they do something wrong, it's like, time out, you know, like, blah, 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 you know? Right, right. And it becomes a sort of like, the it's like the electrified fence way of parenting where like kids are always kind of afraid of stepping on something they're not supposed to step on. Mm. Because if you parent like that, then you're parenting from a place of continually enforcing a fearful mindset and they're going to always want to break out of that. Oh, know? I mean, because I think the energy you put in is going to be met with like sort of an equal and opposite energy yeah, in the other direction exactly. to some extent. Exactly. Um, and by the way, it's going to make for a more miserable experience for us as parents to do it that way. Yeah, to always just be, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, enforcing a moral code. At the end of the day, it's about us. Yeah, right. It's all, it's all about me. I mean, they're important, but, you know, I want to enjoy this thing. It's true. And, you, and, and, and it's, not, it's not fun to always – he's not joking. It's yeah. not fun to always be just correcting kids, totally. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, for example, I, I wasn't joking before when I said Henry is biting because he's biting like crazy oh, right really? now. Like, <laughs> yesterday, it was a snow day. Our How old is he closed. now? He's, he's – well, so he's, he was born in October and he turned one in October. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what month it is right now. It's March. Plus whatever month. So, yeah. yeah. So he's like a one and a half, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we were home yesterday. It was a snow day. And Henry um, kind of like jumped on me and like knocked me over. He's a very hefty kid. <laughs> one and a half. For a one and a half. He's a very, he's, he's built like a truck, you know, he's this like very broad shouldered kid. And he like pushes me over and then he just like, like rears his head back and then he just starts eating my stomach. Like actually like <laughs> teeth out, like, ah, your That's stomach. Like, I was like, wow. Henry, this is he goes literally right what zombies spots. do. This yeah. is like what zombies and TV shows do. Like he was like growling Have and Have you thought about showing him flesh. a little less zombie uh, <laughs> yeah, television? Yeah. I was like, Henry, this is cannibalism. But, um, but at the same time, like I'm trying not to throw him <laughs> off and, and be like, no, you know, bad job. Because I know that he's not doing it to like punish me for something. Like he's doing it he's because he's like, because he's just hungry and a little weird. <laughs> yeah. No, cause he's like excited and he wants to play. And that's like a way that he, at this stage of his development expresses that. So I, so I try yeah. to not like be super reactive and I try to like, instead like help, like move him off, you know, and like, <laughs> and tell him not to do that. How do you not be but, reactive though? When you've got like the chompers the, the on sutures, your stomach, the sutures are getting a little bit more. I remember that happened to me once with Grace where she was hugging me and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I mean, she really took a bite out of... She took flesh <laughs> flesh off of my shoulder. And my, She's like... And my, <laughs> thankfully, we were in my bedroom, and there was a bed there, because I my immediate reaction was to throw her off. <laughs> As if she had turned into a zombie. I threw her off of me the bed. Humans aren't supposed to do that. No. It's a scary moment. And yeah. it was painful. I'm like, why is his teeth out right I now? I mean, yeah. I had like a teath, you know, chomp yeah, no, out of my look arm. At my, oh, look at my arms. You see the scratches? Oh, man. Yeah. He's scratching Kids you. are great. That's, well, that's actually our cat, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, cats are another but, story. No, but I do, I do have actual, like, teeth. They're kind of going away now, but I have teeth marks on my arm. They don't tell you this when you're going to become yeah. a parent. Yeah, my arms are like, shit. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> but it's crazy, you know? It is. But, 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 you know, I, I feel like before having kids, I would have assumed that, you that what you do in that situation is wear body armor. Yeah. Now, is, is, you know, I, I would have been much more punitive about it. I, yeah. I would have been like, you know, like, no, like, there's a timeout, even though you're too young to get that. You know, like, go sit over there, right, you know, right. no toys. But now it's like, I, I realize that that doesn't really work and that it's better to try to, like, rechannel that energy instead mm-hmm. of trying to, like, put a wall in front of it. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that too. It's like the jujitsu thing, you know, where you, which I've never studied jujitsu, so I'm probably just making this up. <laughs> sound like a bastard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like jujitsu. <laughs> the accent and everything. I mean, I think from my understanding, <laughs> third party uh, information here, you, uh, you take that energy and you channel it somewhere right. rather than try to sort of just block it. And you can imagine right. in, in a fight, you know, how that would uh, go badly to just sort of <laughs> someone's charging at you to just stand there and try to block it. So right, instead right. you sort of take that and you, you, you know. dock and you make them fall. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. Energy. What do you expect? You talk, you make, I don't know. We told you, you up front, this show is not to be followed. You know, this, this guidance you're hearing. This is actually about karate. Don't try this at home. No, but it's true. There, there, you, you can redirect or you can stop with punishment. Yeah. And to me, mm-hmm. I think you redirect. And, and, and part Generally. of it comes out of my, yeah, obviously there are behaviors that are actually dangerous. Yeah. Or you, you know, or things that are really deleterious. Like, for example, um, Jude was talking about wanting to um, assassinate the president. <laughs> I like, oh, I wonder why. I was, <laughs> Is he uh, over and here? We, we specifically don't. Talk? We try not to, like, get too political in front of him because we know that they're, they're like, impressionable, you know. Yeah. But he, he, and I'm sure he could say he hears it in other places as well. 
really does not like our president. Yeah. And was talking about um, wanting to to kill him, and I was, and I had never heard him say anything like that before. Yeah, yeah. So he obviously had heard it from something, you know, else. And so that was a moment where I was like, no, like we don't kill people. Like there's there that is something that is pretty fundamental to being a person. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't act out physically against people. Um, you know, yeah. Like, so that was a moment that was, where, a, where, where I was corrective. Like, I'm yeah. gonna take a moment to <clears throat> not let him grow up to be an assassin. You know, like <laughs> you can check but, that off. Now. Yeah, yeah. I've done my job here. You know. Yep. Um. Yeah. I, I think we're on the same page. You know, I think again, we sort of put all this energy into trying to control situations, and we put a lot of the burden on ourselves to like basically create good kids. Um, and I think that there's a huge role for us to play, but at the same time, we have to acknowledge that there's, you know, an individual and your style has to sort of adapt to that kid. Well, and part of the role you've already played genetically too, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, of like course. The, 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 your kid will already have some predispositions that you will be aligned with. So you will already have some sort of like an innate understanding of where they're coming from on things. Right. You know, and I think it's hard yeah, to visualize that until you have kids and then you're like, Oh, that's what I used to do. <laughs> you know, like I used to shit bite in the people. Tub, like, yeah. I, I used yeah. to shit. I just did it yesterday just to see what it felt like. You know, and I think that it's true though. Like we don't realize, but half of parenting happens completely divorced from any actual like guided thing you're doing. It's so true. It's just sort of you know you start you don't start carte blanche. You know, right? But can I ask? How were you parented? Like, how, what was your relationship like with your mm. parents and, and with in, in terms of punishment and things like that? Yeah, I, they definitely it was more of the very clear punishment. You know, they slapped, and that was during a generation where slapping was more acceptable. I yeah. think it's become less so. And it was never like, you know, take out a belt kind of thing or like, you know, left me with bruises or anything like that, thankfully. But, but was it like scheduled? Like, what was it? Scheduled. No, not scheduled. What Every Friday. <laughs> it's it's slapping time. <laughs> No, I mean, like, was it, was it like, was it like, oh, you know, you misbehaved, so, you know, we're, when we get home, I'm going to slap you. Or, oh, or no, was it, it was more much more like, reactive, um, like, in the moment. Okay, so it, it was like you did something wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was either slap your hand or, like, your butt, you know, which is hilarious to think about now in hindsight, the idea of, like, putting a kid on your, your, uh, your lap with their butt up in the air. Like, taking the time to set that whole thing up. Yeah. And then slapping. I think that's what they did. So they would actually, like, I'm not sure. Sit I don't really take I don't, a knee. I don't know if that's just in my brain because when I when I think of, like, you know, how things used to be, which I don't actually know that this is true at all, but right. isn't that something parents used to do? Like, oh, yeah. I'm put not their kid parents, over. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You had good parents. Sorry. <laughs> not my parents. My ass is not shiny. <laughs> I think no, it was but, mostly but, mostly just like a hand slap thing, but I don't know exactly. I'm pretty sure it was like a. It's weird how this stuff gets repressed. Oh, totally. Because I, I, I have to stop and think, people. and then I've the timeouts like too. too. Yeah, I do remember timeouts like yeah. in a corner. You know, we just sit in a corner and look at the wall. Um, I think that my parents both had, well, at least on my mom's side, did not have good guides <laughs> in terms of her own parents. Yeah. And I think that it's really hard to break away from uh, the parenting styles that your parents set mm-hmm. up. I mean, I I have very deliberately tried to pay attention to how I parent and where I see myself sort of, for example, having a short temper. You know, like, yeah. for me, if I spilled something, I knew my mom would, would yell at me. 
Right. And it was like, you know, it was an accidental thing. Um, and it didn't occur to me until I saw how Bethany and her family responded, or even Bethany has corrected me, you know, if I, if I were to do that and, and Grace say spills her milk or whatever, I, I consciously make an effort to not like mm-hmm. let my, um, my nerves get, you know, bent out of shape or whatever. Um, and I, you know, I really haven't had any sort of huge, uh, well, I don't know. I don't think I've had any huge moments, but, <laughs> but that kind of thing sticks with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just, there's something like, oh, she's made a mess. You know, it's like oh, this totally, huge deal. Yeah. So it's also, it's not like these things happen in like a vacuum, right? Because right. it's not like, it's not like you're under perfect conditions and you're home and everybody's nice and relaxed and you're about to like yeah. do something <laughs> and then the milk spills and you're like, oh, the milk spilled. Right, right, right. No, it's like you're exactly. exhausted. You just cleaned up shit in the bathtub and then the milk <laughs> spills on top of that and right. you're already tired you're even, and cranky and you're not consciously thinking of how to react no you know right. what I mean and that's the that's parenting though Th- this is where parenting I is so in. agree because with because this you. is something that I notice in myself yep. is that my lizard brain gets angry about yeah. it and then I stop that and I, that's like, like 90% of it. our feel, brain I feel like my my like anxiety go up uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and then I'm like I'm like oh put the brakes on put the brakes on put the brakes yep, on yep. he did not mean to do that exactly he is a kid kids drop things he wasn't even misbehaving don't pour the milk all over him as a lesson. Yeah, yeah, don't throw him in the garbage can <laughs> and light it on fire. Um, you know, like like take a second and, and like stop that impulse and question it. Exactly. And I feel like when when Jude especially was younger, I was not as quick at that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've always prided you have myself to practice that. on definitely recognizing when I'm wrong about something and being very open and admitting it. Like yep. that's something that like I've, I've always been able to do and I've, and I've really tried to cultivate. Mm. But. Up until the last couple of years, I would say, I haven't been quick enough at doing that to realize it's happening as it's happening and to stop myself. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, whereas in the past, I would have like blown up for a second and then been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that, you know, but it's not fair to a kid to do that. That's exactly it. And you know? they're watching you. I mean, yes. you know, they're picking up. That's how you react to something. Right. Um, and so, you know, an observation I've had is it's so interesting to watch how kids interact with pets. Other kids, you see them interact with pets because always in my mind, and you know, it isn't always the case, but I'm thinking, oh, that's how their parents talk to the, you know, dog yeah. when no one's around. Like you just hear them like screaming or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's funny to, you know, just see Grace like yell at Malcolm for going on the counter or whatever, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, I just feel like it gives you a little window into just exactly how they will, of course, they model, like, that's how you talk to the animal. Right, right. Um, and that's just one example. But in those moments, too, it's like, you got to keep your cool if you want them to ever be able to cultivate that same thoughtfulness. Totally. And it's so hard to do. <laughs> because I feel, I feel like we all, as parents, I'm assuming this isn't just me, mm-hmm. that we all have these things that happen when we are tired and exhausted and in a bad mood that we are kind of ashamed of that we overreact to something and it's like a really embarrassing moment and you Mm -hmm. realize that like you are very fallible as a parent um or or when you meet a temper tantrum with like a temper tantrum of your own and and you realize like why am i yelling back at a (laughs) three-year-old right exactly right and it's so embarrassing. It's this moment where you're it like, is. "Oh Shame my god!" Is the right word for it. And and to me, that like from like when I say like that's parenting is that to me, parenting is realizing that that happened and yeah. doing something corrective and intentful after that. Right. Right. So being like, okay, I am not a pseudo god. Like I get it. Like I made a mistake, <laughs> and I'm going to come to terms and admit that really openly. And talk about what happened and talk about where I came from so that the next time my kid is in a situation at school right. and feels like an overreaction coming on, 
he will be better equipped to recognize it and to do something corrective about it to himself. It's so true. You know, like parenting to me is, is has so much to do with vulnerability and accepting your vulnerability. Yes. Right? And not, I mean, that, I, I think so. I think a lot of people have a different approach in that they think that as a parent, you are, maybe they wouldn't use the word infallible, but, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe it's an older generation too, where maybe. it's like the authority part of it is just means you're in the right as an adult, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe there's just not as much thought put into it. At the same time, there is the spectrum, right, where it's like we, we I think, can tend to overthink things, which is why we brought up this topic of control. Right. But I do totally agree with you that it's an examining our uh, sort of subconscious level reactions to things, lizard brains, as you put it, right. you know, and, and trying to correct some of that is probably the best sort of parenting we can do. Yeah. Because really, they're more than anything we tell them, they're watching how we behave, and that's what mm-hmm. they're modeling. And they're watching um, how we react to things. Yeah. When we don't have control. That's right. right? The, the sh- <laughs> you made me think of, and I mentioned how you know we, we treat animals, and uh, I assure our audience I typically uh, treat my cat pretty pretty well. <laughs> I mean, he's the bottom of the totem pole, but I'll preface, I'll preface this story you with You let that. him out of the toilet sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Right. Out of the dungeon. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he got into this, oh man, cats can be so annoying. Just this thing where every time you pass by, he like scratches at you, you know yeah. that thing? Yeah. And, and I guess they want to play or whatever. Yeah, you see my I form. wasn't in the mood. Yeah, yeah right, I yeah. wasn't in the mood. And he just like, I passed him and he like lunged at me and I, I think he bit my leg or scratched or whatever. And I got so angry at him. I just like had something in my hand and I threw it. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, you, you jerk oh or whatever. God. I at least didn't drop an F-bomb or something. Right. And then I look over. So my wife is in the kitchen and Grace is, uh, is in the dining room sitting eating. And Grace is just staring at me with this like totally eyes wide open. Like yeah. literally I'm absorbing this information to copy this human being I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And, and Bethany just is like shaking her head at me. <laughs> like, what did you do? Yeah. And then, and then of course, Bethany made me go like hug our cat and, uh, make, make it right. Which, which night, was the right thing to back do. Out of its yeah. spine <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was such a clear example of what you just said, where it's like, oh, you feel such shame. And then, yeah. and then the right thing to do is to take a corrective measure where it's like... To own you know, up to it. Yeah. And because, because if you try to convince your kids that you have some... Something else that you and I have talked about, not yeah. on the record, is on that... On the record. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> realize this is this a was... deposition, actually. <laughs> I didn't um, put my hand on a Bible before we started. I always do, no matter what. <laughs> I just always have my hand Keep on a Bible. Keep you honest, yeah. I just got my hand on a Bible. Um, is, is that, uh, so we, we made a decision early on to never say, because I said so, that yeah. was something that was like really important to us because we felt like, um, that even though it's a totally valid thing to say to a kid, because at the end of the day, you have that authority to do that. Right. Um, it models completely the wrong behavior. Right. So like, I will go into these ridiculous <clears throat> explanations for things sometimes with Jude and it's, you know, I'm sure I will with Henry as well when he's more, you know, um. We can speak <laughs> more <laughs> that than generally just, helps, more yeah. than just the word Black Panther over and over again because right. he's obsessed with Black Panther. That's awesome. Um, I feel like uh, it, it's it's really worth doing that, and it also forces you to have that internal process going where you're like, "Why did I say that? Do I totally. really mean it?" Yeah, and 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 to and to be like you know, I also we allow room for compromise. Yeah, because because without that, like like 
I had a hard time in school as a little kid mm-hmm. because I was really hyper and indignant and I had way too much energy and I was crazy. Yeah. And, as I, and I had to all now. these things. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Very, very <laughs> Where you're just calm as a cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, cucumber. <laughs> I'm like a very, very typical person. No, but like as a kid, mm-hmm. I, I really was, and I was always in trouble. Yeah. Really? I was always in trouble in oh, school. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I was, I I was a good that. student, but yeah. I was I was a terrible student because I, like, was always getting punished for things because I was always talking out of turn or always, oh, like, yeah, getting yeah, up yeah. and running around and throwing things, you know. Yeah. Um, and I had a hard time in the educational system that we had at mm-hmm. the time because it was very much, like, city or, you know, yeah. task one, task two, city or desk. And I've just never been very good at that, which sucks, but, you know. It's hard. Who I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think it would have been nice as a kid to have somebody say, like, well, we can rechannel some of that energy and give you a different learning environment, you mm. know, like let you get, get some of that out, you know, outside because it's not a bad thing to have too much energy. Right. It can potentially Again, be a really good thing. Again, it's how you channel that energy, it's right? It's how you channel it, it's yeah. It's so true. And, and I feel like schools don't have the liberty of doing that. No. Because, I mean, that's part of it for sure. You yeah, get so one, one size with 30 all. kids or right. whatever. Yeah, and I don't yeah. hold that against anybody yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, you know, but as a parent, you do get that chance. Absolutely. As a parent, you get the chance to say, you know what? I am not going to get mad because my kid is being hyperactive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, okay, let's do something productive with it. Yep. And then challenge my kid to be aware of that hyperactivity and to, and to exercise control over it, you know, knowing that it's not a bad thing, but it's something that can be controlled. And so yes. That, you know, yeah, you totally. Know. I've thought about this so much, too, with my daughter in raising uh, a girl who will become a woman, <laughs> uh, thinking about, you know, there's a obviously there's a lot of bias that can go into raising kids based on gender. And I try to be more aware of that myself. But like when it comes to her um stubbornness and her she is a strong-willed little girl Mm -hmm. and i love that about her you know like that's something i want to cultivate in her and i want her to be like a ceo or whatever you know whatever she wants to be i think that that can take her places totally if channeled in a in a positive way and that's the key it's like helping channel that and not being ashamed of who they are exactly you know and so in a weird way we've we've come back to this topic of control and maybe talked about some of the ways we do have control and and actually it ends up being uh controlling ourselves <laughs> yeah i think that's at the end of the day all it is is controlling yourself right and 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 modeling that behavior so that they know that they can also control themselves that they are right. not just at the mercy of instinct you know yeah that they also like have the ability to self-analyze and to self-moderate and that if you can coach them on that and you can really and you can show them how to do it, mm-hmm. that they're not always going to be obeying just because they're afraid of disobeying. They'll be obeying because they know that they can. Yes. I think it's true. I mean, there's still going to be dipshits who bite you every now and then <laughs> and shit in the toy in, uh, in, in the bathtub. <laughs> but but you know, we're playing the long game here too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, yeah. it's like don't let one moment dictate sort of everything. And that that right. means you're able to make mistakes. It means they make mistakes. And it's okay. Uh, it's going to be part okay. Of the journey. Absolutely. We're all winging it. We are all winging it. I gotta go shit in the bathtub. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, this was fun. We did it. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you.